Hey girl, welcome to the Empower Her podcast, where we are all about taking purpose-driven action toward building lives we really freaking love. My name's Keisha, and I'm an entrepreneur obsessed with giving you actual tools to help take you from where you are now to where you want to go in your life, career, and relationships. And this podcast, it's all about real talk and having some fun as we share incredible stories, tips, and tricks to help us get out of our own way and unapologetically make some moves. So girlfriend, let's do the damn thing. Girl, I am so excited that you're here for this bonus episode all about podcasting. And I'm guessing you clicked on this title because either you're a current podcaster that wants to grow your podcast or you're someone who's been thinking about podcasting and you're kind of just curious, like, what are we going to talk about in this episode? Well, this is going to be a fun one that's definitely going to light a little fire under your booty. And it's actually a little mashup. So if you're not familiar, I have a company called She Goes, and part of the company is literally designed to help female podcasters. We've got two separate ways to help support female podcasters. One is with our introduction course called She Goes Podcasting, which is designed to take you from idea to actually launching your podcast in four weeks. It's designed for busy women. And what's really cool is we've got self-paced content, but in between each phase's content, we do group Zoom calls. So you get a lot of interaction with me. You get a built-in hype squad. So we help you launch that podcast and finally make that dream a reality. But we do it in a really fun way. Well, we also have a mastermind for existing podcasters that want to grow, scale, and monetize their podcast. This is called She Goes Podcasting Amplified. It's a 10-week mastermind for existing podcasters. It starts off with a one-on-one call with you and I. It's a podcast audit call where I actually listen to one of your episodes. I give you very tactical things that you can implement to grow and scale your podcast in real time. Then we teach you a lot of tactical ways that you can monetize. We bring in epic guest speakers like the one that you're going to hear from today. His name is Chris Harder. If you're not familiar with him, he's actually my business mentor. He's huge in the entrepreneurial space. He's helped a ton of entrepreneurs, but he's also a podcaster himself who understands the power of podcasting and getting your message out into the world. So you're going to hear from him today, but I do want to let you know that if you are interested in jumping into one of our podcast programs, either our introduction course or our podcast mastermind for existing podcasters that want to grow and scale, you should text the word podcast course to 512-548-2728. Podcast course to 512-548-2728. If you're interested in our introduction course, meaning you want to launch a podcast and you haven't yet. If you're interested in our mastermind, meaning you're an existing podcaster that wants to grow, scale, and monetize, text podcast mastermind to 512-548-2728. Again, podcast mastermind to 512-548-2728. Now, without further ado, let's dive into today's show. Light a little fire under your booty as you hear from Chris Harder. Let's do it. What's cool is you've seen how having a personal brand and having an audience can really serve you to lead you in different directions. Cause like you and Lori have taken all sorts of pivots in your career. So can we first just kind of get started of like, why do you think building a personal brand in particular through podcasting has been so beneficial and like, just like, let them know why you think this really matters that they're here and doing this work. Yeah, for sure. What a great question. And what a great setup. You guys, 
podcasting and, and let's go broader than that to start. By the yeah. way, I'm in like my bus right now. And that's the coolest thing about podcasting. I'm a personal brand. You can do it wherever the hell you want in any way that you want. So what you can't see is I'm looking at the water and there's a sunset and it's epic. And like, that's the whole goal of yeah. being a personal brand to your question, Keisha, is yeah. you get to participate in as wide of an array of business opportunities as you want to, once you first make it a priority to build your personal brand. And once you've built an audience, once you've built a reputation, once you've built your niche out, then you earn the right to go and start participating in other people's companies and participating in other opportunities and maybe doing another side hustle or starting another company that you want to. But the, your first priority has to be building an incredible, addictive, personal brand that other people will want to get behind and help support and push out your message and your mission. That's really first and foremost before you get into doing any of the other stuff. I'll give you a really good example. In case if I go off on tangents, don't be afraid to jump right in here. But uh, no, my wife, Lori, who also has a podcast, so we have two separate podcasts. Uh, her podcast for reference, uh, she might have crossed a 30 million download mark already. I'm not sure. I'll have to go check. Oh. So massive like reach, right? So um, when she wanted to switch from personal development, where she did live events and had courses and the whole nine yards in her book, into starting an alcohol company. That seemed like the most impossible random switch you could ever want to make. But because of her personal brand and because of that reach, because of the audience that was bought into her mission, she was very, uh, it was very simple, not easy. Nothing's ever easy, but it was very simple for her to make that pivot and say, hey, same message. I'm connecting women, but I'm meeting them where they're at. And that audience, that personal brand brought in $2 million of female only funding. Not a single man dollar was accepted when she raised her fund to start that company. And it brought in, I have no idea what their Instagram is up to, 29 or 30,000 followers for just like pink already. And a can hasn't been sold yet. And it brought in an email list in the thousands. I have no idea what it's up to right now of people who have said, hey, I'm getting in line to buy the first batch that comes out. That's the power of having a addictive personal brand that serves people first. Because if you go back before that pivot, if you go back before that moment, it was years of showing up when we didn't feel like it. It was years of making mistakes. It was years of, of you know, flops. It was years of wondering when, when your numbers are going to grow. It was years of trial and error but it's worth it. That part of the journey to become a personal brand is worth it because then on the other side of that journey is the freedom to make the pivots when you get bored of what you're doing, yeah. to make the pivots when you feel called to a, a making a bigger impact, to make the pivots when you decide, you know what, I just want to do something else because I freaking want to do something else and I don't want to be pigeonholed into doing what I'm known for doing already yeah. because you're going to get there. And when you get there, if you've done it right, it's that much more simple to make that pivot and dive into that next realm of happiness. Yeah. And before we dive into more tactical from podcasting, what do you feel like is the biggest like roadblock that women in particular, like the fear around making money that you feel like they're, they run into that you get DMs that you get asked questions about. There's a couple that come to mind right away. One, yeah. what other people think. 
It's yeah. not supposed to be feminine to talk about money. It's not supposed to be feminine to, to chase down millions. It's not supposed to be feminine to get out there and carve out your spot in the world, right? Mm-hmm. Most people weren't raised that way. And if you were awesome, that's, a, that's an advantage. That's a leg up. But in most cases, you're afraid people are going to talk about you behind your back about how dare you, you go and run this company when you got kids at home. How dare you? Why don't you have kids yet? Where's your family yet? We get that a lot, right? Because I'm like 47,000 years old and Lori's, you know, she's still young, but (laughs) um, why don't you have kids yet? All these things, that stereotype holds women back. That's number one. Number two, the men in their life, a lot of times will hold them back. There's an insecurity around them. If you're single, I'm not going to find a guy if I'm powerful and and doing my deal and, and showing up the way I was meant to show up. If you're already married, you think there's some unspoken agreement where you were always going to take care of things at home and, and he was going to go out and, and earn the money. And maybe that spoken agreement, unspoken agreement doesn't serve you, but you're afraid of upsetting the, the apple cart right now, the way things have always been. There is no permanent contract. There is, there is no agreement that holds up that says you have to see money and your role as an earner in, in, in your relationships has to remain the way it's always been. I love that I have a powerful earning wife. I love that she shows up big because when I don't feel like showing up big, I know someone else out there is keeping the game going. And when she doesn't feel like showing up big, she knows that someone else out there is keeping the game going for her. And so if you're single right now and you hear this, you got to take my word for it. The more unapologetic you are about showing up as a powerful earner, the more you're going to attract the right person because it's easier for the wrong people to say, oh, that's not for me. Oh, that intimidates me. Oh, that. And you're right. The pool that you get to to shop in might be a little bit smaller, but it's going to be far more high quality. It's going to be far more high quality, right? There's a reason why Chanel stores are this big. And Walmart is this big. And so if you're single, good. Make it easy for people to say, oh, that's intimidating. That's not for me. And if you're married or if you're dating or if you're partnered up, then it's time for you to show up the way you want to show up and explain why it's going to be powerful for the duo, for the family, when you finally get to unleash your wings and show up the way that you truly want to. And sure, change can be scary and sure. Um, Transition can be uncomfortable, but I'll tell you, the end result is always worth it. The end result is always worth it. And sometimes the end result is, is maybe you're not with that person. And sometimes the end result is now you guys are riding off in the sunset together, but now it's in a Rolls Royce. But either way, the end result is always worth it. I promise you. Fire. Fire. There are some of you, you know who you are that like really needed to hear that. So thank you, Chris. I appreciate it. But if they're telling themselves the story of like, who am I to do that? And like, oh, but I don't know if I should launch this membership. What if people don't buy it? Oh, yes, 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 yes. Okay, I love this. Uh, First answer, I'm going to tell you a quick story. So Lori and I took dance lessons for four years. We made an agreement. Um, We were working together as a couple. We're working a lot. We're like, hey, we need something to really separate the day so we're not just business partners. So, uh, she said, what do you want to do? I said, I want to take golf lessons. I said, what do you want to do? She said, I want to take dance lessons. 
So we took one golf lesson and four years of dance lessons, right? You see how that goes. And <laughs> at first I went there kicking and screaming for about the first month. I hated it because I hated it. But then once you kind of learn how to do it, it becomes kind of cool. And we spent the next four years learning ballroom, Latin, like everything, cha-cha, rumba, swing, foxtrot, waltz, salsa, all the things. And about a year into dance lessons, I asked our, our, our dance instructors, we'd go three times a week. I said, how long have you been doing this? Like, like you guys are awesome. You're great at this. You get, every time we want to learn something new, like you're there and you know how to teach it. And um, I remember Lynn, one of our dance instructors, and Trent, one of our other ones. I thought these guys were the, the shit. Um, Lynn said, well, I've been doing this for about a year before you guys started. I'm always just a couple of chapters ahead of you in the book, but it's enough to teach you what you need. Because they not only are just a little bit ahead of us, but they're teaching them how to teach, right? So to us, it's like, this is awesome. It's amazing. It's effective. Trent was about two years in. Now, I thought Trent was like, I watched him compete. This dude was amazing. And I thought for sure, like he grew up in dance. Like this was his life. Now he was about two years in. Before that, he worked at U.S. Bank. So he was like a teller at U.S. Bank. And here he is two years later. And I think this dude is like, you know, dancing with the stars quality. So I share that story with you because they had everything Lori and I needed to grow and learn how to become better dancers for four years. We competed. That was another thing Lori tricked me into. We competed. Yeah. With like the low V-neck and, 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 and everything. Oh yeah. I'll dig out some pictures and show them to you, Keisha. Um, we, we competed four times and these two dance instructors, they had everything we needed for us to get to where we wanted to go. Mm -hmm. I share that story with you because you have everything that other people need to get where they need to go. Yeah. Like, what would you teach yourself of, of three years ago? I bet there's a lot of things. If you could go back and, and be like, hey, I got 15 minutes with you. So I, I need to tell you a few things. What would you teach yourself of just a few years ago? What, what would you give for somebody who has already just gotten to the finish line of the race that you're racing right now to tell you what's ahead, to tell you when to speed up, to tell you when to pace yourself, to tell you when, hey, this, this big storm's going to show up. Don't worry. It's going to be gone in 10 minutes. That stuff is really valuable, you guys. So stop thinking that you need to, to reach a milestone first. Stop thinking that you got to get somewhere first. That all just supports your ego. Mm -hmm. And start realizing that if you can set your ego aside, and I don't mean ego is a bad thing. I mean, it was, we all have it, right? Like we're so afraid of looking bad or, or someone thinking that, you know, hey, uh, we're not as accomplished as what they thought. Or, or we all have that, that syndrome. But if you can set that ego aside and realize, hey, there's somewhere that just needs you to pick them up. There's somewhere, there's someone somewhere that just needs you to be like, hey, here's the next five steps. There's someone who, who just needs you to be like, hey, that's okay. I went through that six months ago. Let me tell you what I did. That is invaluable. And you have a right to charge for that because number one, you earned that right when you first learned it through fire. Number two, because you don't have to share it. Number two, 
you've got the ability to charge for that because if you don't charge for that, other people won't listen. They won't feel vested in it. When we give things to people uh, uh, for free, they, they never complete them. I mean, damn near never, you guys. We like to give away a lot of stuff for free. I'd love to tell you that it creates breakthroughs and impact and it just doesn't. Anything that you want to say to podcasters, because these women, right, they're a couple of them are a couple months in, they're getting their footing. A couple of them have like a year or two under their belt and they're like, I want to crank it up to the next level. Like, how can we make sure they stay after it, right? If this is something that's aligned for them and like, why do you think it will pay off? Like kind of just like you're taking in general, anything you want to tell them at this yeah. stage? Guys, there's no other medium out there that is as easy to consume as audio podcasts. Mm-hmm. Now there's a lot of great things, right? Like you can crush it in Instagram, you crush on TikTok, you can crush on YouTube. You, those are all great platforms to thrive on if you want to thrive on those. But nothing replaces being able to listen to you and turn to you for advice and turn to you for a pick-me-up and turn to you three times, four times, five times a week, every single week of, of your life. When you're doing the dishes, when you're driving the car, when you are working out, when you're vacuuming, when you're on a walk with the family, like to pop an earbud in and have it be as simple as audio. There's no, there's nowhere you can't do that. And that's why I'm so bullish on podcasting still going forward is because it's the easiest to consume on a regular basis to make people absolutely attached to you compared to video or anything else. That's answer number one. Answer number two is this. For some of you, for some of you that really take it serious, there's an arms race that's going on right now to buy podcast brands. Um, it started when Joe Rogan's show was bought for $100 million. Uh, it just happened when uh, Reese, uh, Reese Witherspoon's production studio, which is both movies and podcasts, got bought for $900 million yesterday. Um, Dear Media is throwing money at people's shows, a million here, a million there. Uh, iHeartRadio is throwing money, 10 million here, 5 million there, 15 million there. There is literally an arms race by the biggest media companies to find and discover and buy the rights to your show for two years, three years, five years, when you have a really hot, up-and-coming, loyal show that fits the demographic that they want to sell things to. And that's just the bottom line. And so this arms race never existed before. This is brand new in the last 12 months that is starting to form. And they're scrambling, looking for talent to buy the rights to for two years, three years, five years. Uh, Lori and I talked about this on a walk this morning. That's really funny that we're talking about this right now. We're like, hey, what's one big audacious, um, fun uh, surprise goal that you would love to have happen in 22? And she said, you know, I'd love for iHeartRadio to buy my show for like 10 million bucks for the next few years or something like that. It, it's, it's happening right now, you guys. And it's happening, it's going to be happening way more over the next five years. Mm-hmm. So get in that race, like throw your name in that hat. It's going to be a windfall for some of you that take this seriously. So good. So important. Like, I think it's just like something that I love so much about you besides just your character and who you are as a human is how much you can just pour belief into people and be like, you are thinking too small. 
So can we just like kind of close this out with you being like, because I mean, you said that to me plenty of times. You're like, Keisha, don't launch that thing. Like that shit is stupid. You need to think bigger. Like, and I love that. Like some people need to hear that, right? That they're thinking too small of what they're capable of. And yeah, they're starting small as we all do, as you did, as Lori did, as I've done. And I, we have so much potential, but they like forget it. And they just like get pissed and just be like, "Ah, I don't know. Right. Like remind them why they need to think the truth of the matter, and we kind of touched on this earlier a little bit. The truth of the matter is all of you were put here for a reason. Mm-hmm. Like you have a calling deep down. Each of you know what it is already. You were put here for a reason. And that reason is a really, really big one. And that reason is meant to shift a lot of lives. And if every one of us answered the calling 100% unapologetically with 100% of our energy, then the truth is there'd be enough money, enough solutions, enough products, enough everything to go around to fix every single thing that ails us in the world. Mm -hmm. But the world is a shit show because people who have a calling, people who have a mission deep down inside of them, they're not answering it. They're not living up to it. They're not doing their part. And I'm not pointing fingers. I haven't played as big as I'm meant to play yet. Lori hasn't played as big as she's meant to play yet. But the truth is, most people have hardly even stepped onto the field. And so the people that they're supposed to help, the people that they're supposed to reach, the people they were meant to be there, the product they were meant to create, the message they were meant to get out there to fix what ails us, it's just fallen flat. And people are suffering. People are suffering because you have a goal to reach 500 people instead of 500,000. People are suffering because you're afraid to sell. People are suffering because you're scared of what the other people might think of you. You should be more afraid of whoever you believe in, your your creator, God, universe, doesn't matter. You should be more afraid of what they're going to think of you if you sit there with your finger in your ass and do nothing to help anybody else when you're given these gifts. Yes. You can do both. Yeah, I guess you can help people and have your finger in your butt. But the truth is, literally, each of you have a mission. And some of you are going to answer it. And lives are going to be better because of it. And some of you are not going to. And I'm not here to say that's good or bad. It just is what it is. And people will suffer if you don't play bigger and aim to reach them. Because if you know that you're a good coach, if you know that you're a good therapist, If you know that you're good at helping people through parenting or through divorce or through uh, substance abuse or through money or through whatever your talent is and your goal is to reach 500 of them, that's great for the 500, but you have completely fucked over the 500,000 that you were supposed to reach. And that's selfish. Thank you so much for listening in. If you love this episode, it would mean so much to me if you shared it with a girlfriend. Like, send it to her right now or post it on social media and tag me so I can personally thank you for helping me get the message out. I am so freaking grateful to be on this journey with you, girl. So until next time, I'll talk to you soon.